0: Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We continue our player profile series. Today, we are talking about Cody Martin, third year here in the Queen City. Huge amount of growth in terms of his responsibilities with the team, his playing time, and his statistical contributions. We'll break things down for Cody, what he was able to do this, his third season in the NBA, and talk a little bit about his future as well as, of course, talk to the man himself, Cody Martin. But first, we're going to talk with 10-year NBA veteran Matt Carroll, my color commentator on the Hornets Radio Network. Matt Thanks so much for joining us. I'll let you lead off, Cody Martin. Third year, a contract year, really. He's at the end of his rookie deal now. What are your thoughts on the growth we saw from Cody Martin? Uh, not just this year, but from the first time you saw him as a rookie out of Nevada till the present.
2: Yeah, well, really impressed with Cody Martin. You know, I remember back when he was here a few years ago as a as a rookie, and we were excited. You know, when the Hornets had drafted him, he came in as kind of a versatile. Perimeter player that could maybe run the point guard position, but a big time athlete, a great defender, and those were his strengths. And I think that the big question during his first year that we all saw was can he be a consistent three point shooter in this league? Because he had everything else, right? I mean, he's able to finish in transition, had the size, has the athleticism, he has the biggest value on the defensive end, but if he can be a, a, a consistent three point shooter and shoot around 40%, he will have a long and nice career in the NBA. And that was the big question mark. So you kind of wondered, you know, will he develop? And there's times when you're like, you know, I'm not really sure, (laughs) you know, because you look at the three-point percentage. His first year was around 23%, and he moved up to 27%. And I think going into this third season, the contract year was how will he develop, how will he improve, and he moved his three-point percentage up to 38%. And I think he showed everybody that his hard work paid off, and he can be a three-point shooter in this league along with everything else that he brings.
0: Yeah, and before he had gotten hurt, he was the league leader amongst qualified players for three-point percentage. The injury kind of derailed him for a bit there, uh, missing about 10 games. But overall, just a really, really strong season for Cody Martin. Kind of stepping into the light. He had been... In and out of the rotation. Uh, His rookie year even spent some time in Greensboro. Second season. Again, like I said, in and out of the rotation depending on other injuries, depending on some other factors. And this year there were some questions coming into the season as well until preseason, which had its ups and downs. They all do. You're always looking for certain players to take a step forward, and you want to see certain signs from your superstars. But really, the two biggest stories of preseason were Cody Martin and Jalen McDaniels. How well they played, they solidified their spots in the rotation, and quite frankly, never let go of the rope. They they held on to them the entire year, which was not a given going into this season. I, don't, I think we certainly expected Cody Martin to be a part of the puzzle, but to be a first guy off the bench from day one to game 83, uh, that wasn't necessarily an expectation entering the season.
2: It wasn't, you know, but like a player like Cody Martin, and we've seen similar type players in the NBA, and I've played with guys like Cody Martin where these are the type of guys that going into the season, they might not be the the sexiest, flashiest player out on the court, But as the season goes on and you're a coach in the NBA, you look down the bench, he's the guy that you want in the game because you can trust him. He's the ultimate pro. He comes to work every day, gives great effort, super serious in his craft and his work ethic and everything else. So does all the right things, always prepares himself, ready to go. So he's the guy that is going to play if he's on a team, if he's on a roster, because you can count on him. He's accountable. And I think seeing his improvement on offense was the biggest thing because As the season goes on, you need guys that are really going to get dirty and going to be willing to defend and going to be tough and always be there, and that's him. And I think seeing just the the hard work that he has put in, he's going to find a way in any team's rotation because of those things that he brings.
0: And defense is is really what was his calling card throughout the season. He was one of the better defenders, not just on this Hornets team, but in the Eastern Conference. What is it about Cody Martin, his growth over time? It's not as if he didn't come in with certain bona fides. He was a Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Year when he was at Nevada, so he was certainly a very good defensive player, but he turned it up a notch here in his third NBA season.
2: He did, and I think it's because he accepts who he is. He's very self-aware of, like, he's not going to score 30 points a night, and he's totally fine with that. He'll play a game. He might get two or three shots in 25 minutes, but he's going to defend like crazy, and he is 100% good with being that player, accepting what his role is. And I think a lot of players, especially young guys in this league, come in thinking, I'm going to be an all-star, I'm going to be this. And you want guys to be ambitious, but at the same time, being a little self-aware and accepting your role on a certain team has a lot more value than I think a lot of young players have realize. But Cody could see that. Cody could realize, this is how I can make it in the league by being a defender, improving my shooting, and doing the dirty work and accepting the challenge of, hey, who can I guard? Who's the best perimeter player on this team that we're playing tonight? I want that assignment. I want that role. And he was the guy that was willing to accept that and play with that type of toughness every single night.
0: And Cody is Cody. I'm not trying to say he is exactly like this other guy, but there are players that fit. The kind of mold that Cody Martin is growing into, and the one that most notably comes to mind right now, a guy who's still playing in the playoffs right now, is PJ Tucker. Tucker obviously was a big addition for the Milwaukee Bucks for their title run last season. He's been a great addition for Miami, but he's one of these hard-nosed defenders with his size at six foot five, same size as Cody Martin, by the way. PJ's a little thicker, but definitely, you know, same height, uh, bring a lot of similar tenacities to that side of the floor. And as P.J. established himself as a strong three-point shooter, uh, not necessarily elite every year. He was this year. He was over 40%, but you know, consistently strong three-point shooter the way Cody did in this his third NBA season. That's allowed him to play in the league for a very, very long time, and I think that's kind of a, a similar path we see here for Cody Martin moving forward.
2: I think P.J. Tucker is a perfect comparison for, for Cody Martin. I mean... He's a winner, right? Teams want him on their team. You're talking championship-caliber teams that want him on their roster because of what he brings, right? His toughness, his leadership, his defensive presence and ability, and he knocks down open three-point shots. And if Cody can do those things, he's going to have a, a nice career in this league, but just focusing on, hey, who am I in accepting that could be my role, but that's going to be a great role for me.
0: Career highs for Cody in points, rebounds, assists, percentages, shooting all across the board. He had a great, great season. And we're going to have Cody talk about his season and his time here in Charlotte thus far. With us next, Cody Martin sits down with me after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast.
2: I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox
3: to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at C-E-E-N-T-A slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. it just makes sense.
0: Now we welcome Cody Martin back to the Hornet's Eyecast. It's great to have you back again. An eventful season, one that saw you from the start of training camp, maybe on the bubble to even be in the rotation, to being the first guy off the bench and a reliable defensive stopper for the team. How would you explain, define the 2021-2022 season?
3: It's been a weird one just because, like you said, I, I kind of didn't know where I was at going into the season in the rotation. And honestly, I wasn't really focus on that as much. I think for me it was just about really implementing everything that I worked on this summer and kind of just making sure I went into it with a lot of confidence and understand how much work I put in and really just focusing on that and understanding that everything else would take care of itself and I think that's what happened. Just taking advantage of the opportunities I had early on being aggressive on offense and on defense and just trying to find ways to impact the game in a positive way. Your
0: career path and and the team's development have kind of mirrored each other. Your rookie season, the team wins 23 games. You're splitting time between here and Greensboro. The next season, you're starting to crack the rotation with more regularity, but sometimes fall out of it. Team makes that jump to 33 wins in the play-in tournament. And now a consistent piece on this team and in the NBA as a whole, and the teams above 500. What do you take away from your flight path as well as the Hornets kind of linking up there?
3: I just think it's a testament of how much work we put in collectively, you know, with the, the team, the staff, just everybody, and just making sure that we're all moving in the right direction, making sure that we're all on the same page and trying to find ways to win. And it's not easy to win in this league. And I think that shows how much improvement and what direction we're going into. And I think that we're going to continue to do that. We put in a lot of work this summer. We did stuff. Collectively, as a team during the summer, which I think helped with our chemistry moving into the season. It's been a long season, you know, and it's been, you know, I've had ups and downs, and unfortunately, it didn't pan out exactly how we wanted to, but it was something that we we can take from that and learn. But I think overall, there's been a lot of positives throughout the season that we should take from that. And maybe it's not easy to see right now, but I think just understanding and appreciate the things and taking the positives from the season, which we should.
0: You've never had an 82 game season until now so i mean everyone always says it's a long season it's a grind and it was true even before with the truncated schedule and how quickly games came upon you but now having worked through lived through an 82 game season how much different is it it's different
3: you know uh you have to find a consistent routine that suits you and it's different for everybody and i think for me it was just finding a good balance for what i needed I'm big on getting extra work in, and I always have since I've been in college. You know, this season has been a little bit different because it's a 82-game season, and you can't overdo it, but find a way to still get your work in, and sometimes it might just be mental reps. Maybe that's just watching film or whatever. Finding ways to improve, maybe not having to do so much physically and be honest like I feel better than I did my first two seasons even though this is the first full season that we've had I think that I've done a really good job with taking care of my body I think I've done a really good job with my diet staying in the weight room just figuring out a routine that works best for me and I think that's what also has helped me improve my game on the court as well there is of course
0: between now and next season going to be a choice for you and the organization with you being a a free agent now that's way over my head. So I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but just in terms of what you've taken away from the three years here with the Hornets organization and what you see for the future of the franchise, hopefully, from my perspective, with you as a part of it, because I've been covering you since you were in college, and would love to keep that right. run going. But right. just in general, I mean, we're everyone's certainly rooting for you to do what's best for you. But as you look at yourself and your growth and the franchises, give me your take on them.
3: I think for me, you know, the biggest thing is that I, I honestly wasn't even focused on anything all season-wise or summer, thinking about what's next and really just honing in and focusing on being present right now. And But ultimately, like I, I think moving forward, definitely in the right direction. We have pieces that are really good for what we need going into the future, and I think that we're just going to continue to get better collectively, and obviously that always helps with just building that chemistry together, and that's what creates and makes good teams and helps them improve Collectively, and I think that's important moving forward. You know, from the organization standpoint, it's done nothing but grow ever since I've got here. And that my personal agenda was to help improve not only the team but even the organization in all aspects, and finding ways to be a positive impact on not only the team but the organization. And I think that myself and our team has done that, as well as like the front office putting this team together and just making sure that we're we're moving in the right direction, which which we are, and I think that we're going to continue to do so. And, you know, I don't know what the summer holds or anything like that. I'm just really focused on what's going on right now and just kind of taking a little bit of a mental break from from basketball and kind of just enjoying, you know, some off time right now. Unfortunately, it came sooner than I wanted, but it's about learning from the experience and just taking for what it is and continue to improve as a player and a person.
0: Cody Martin, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Cody,
3: one of the storylines
0: with you and your family here at the Hornets has been playing with your brother Caleb. You two had been together from NC State to Nevada to the pro level here with the Hornets. This was the first year you were separated. I remember talking or hearing from Mitch Kupchak at the start of the year. when He was talking about you guys and how big a fan he was of both of you, but he thought in the end, as hard as it might be to have you two play separate from one another it could end up being the best thing for you now in hindsight how does it feel having played a year without your brother on the same team and do you think it was to the betterment of you both
3: yes it was definitely weird at first and I've said it before that the biggest difference was more off the court than on the court but I think it speaks for itself with it being Probably more beneficial for us to have gone our separate ways to be able to blossom into our own individual players because a lot of times we get compared together you know what I mean and because we're the same size we're twins obviously and everybody kind of feels like we play the same way and which is not the case at all and I think people see that now and but it's nice to see how he's developing himself and as well as myself and growing to the players that we are today and we're still going to continue to grow and find ways to improve as players and find ways to impact the team in a positive way.
0: Looking back at this last season, what is the signature game? If there's one game someone asked, hey, what were the Hornets like in 21-22? You gave them the tape and said, this is the game. Watch this one.
3: I don't know. There's a, there's a, a lot of games I feel like I could choose from. I like the game at New York. I just think that it was such a high-level game and – I think that we came out with the right mindset and came out and, and we're just having fun. Our team's exciting. We have a lot of highlights on this team. and When we play at a high level and we play smart and we play fast, we're hard to beat. And I think that's who we are to its core. Sometimes we got away from that. But I think overall, that's what I would I would choose.
0: What was the poster moment
3: of the season? For myself or for our team? Either one. It's hard to beat Lamelo's alley to to Trez.
0: Five Hornets in double figures. A loose pass picked up by ball between the legs off the window. And a huge Dr. Pepperdunk from Montrez Herald to bring the house down. Oh, it is a highlight real evening here at Spectrum Center.
3: I mean, I just think it was a it was an exciting play, or I think we had a home game and somebody did a windmill, and then Miles did a windmill the next play. I think that was just I think that just represents our team to its core with how fun we are to watch and how competitive we can be. And um, unfortunately, we didn't do that all the time. And you understand that you're not going to win every game. But I think overall, that's who we are.
0: Finally, you've referenced it a couple times how young and exciting and fun this team is. And you definitely want to keep that moving forward. There also needs to be some growth in certain areas. Where do you think the, the team finds the balance in keeping it fun and exciting and and the most entertaining roster in the NBA while also evening out some of the inefficiencies that maybe cost you a couple of games along the way?
3: I'm not sure exactly how to do that in terms of right now because a lot of that's going to be what we do in the offseason and a lot of it's going to be our approach going into the season and understanding like every detail matters in this league and that stuff adds up you know I think looking back on it I think we're two games out of the six seed and just understanding that we can't take anything off because it ultimately adds up and I think as a team we're going to mature collectively and, and I think that's going to help us progress and move in a positive way in the right direction And I think that we are and I think that we're continuing to, to grow in the right direction and as long as we keep doing that we'll be in good shape and I think that wanting to win and Competing isn't the issue. I think there's just certain things that we can fix collectively, which is very doable. That's going to help us put us in a situation that we want to be in.
0: Cody, we appreciate your time today and all season long. Have a fantastic offseason.
3: Thank you. I
1: appreciate it. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop.
0: Sam Farber and 10-year NBA veteran Matt Carroll back here with us again on the HHC. We just heard from Cody Martin, Matt. One thing that you and I didn't talk about before this, but it's clearly a big part of the Martin story in the NBA is the fact that he is a twin, and his twin brother Caleb obviously started with the Hornets, spent this season in Miami where he started off as a two-way player and then grew up quickly out of that role. I think it took, what, hours? Um, and, And he became a fixture in that lineup, in that rotation, through this playoff run that they are currently on. But I thought it was interesting Cody touching upon playing apart from his brother. And this is something Mitch talked about early in the year, looking at it saying this could be a good thing for both of them, that they'll give them a chance to blossom individually, to not be focused on picking up your brother every day. If he had a good day complimenting him, if he had a bad day trying to buck him up rather than focusing on yourself. And it's worked great for both of them. Looking at Cody individually and the brothers collectively, what is your opinion on how this year, their first year playing apart, they played together at Nevada, they transferred to Nevada together from NC State, clearly played in high school together. They've always played together until now. What's your thoughts on uh, what happened for both of them here this season?
2: You gotta love these two. I mean, they're, they're, they're twins, but they are identical. I mean, we would just laugh, you know, when they were together here in Charlotte because You would look at them on the court, and you really couldn't tell the difference. You know, it took me about six months around both of them to realize who was who when I was talking to them because they had the same haircut, the same beard. I mean, everything was identical. And what was so neat was just the bond that they had. I mean, these two were inseparable. They were in the gym constantly, last ones to leave every single day after practice. They'd go in the cold tub. They were, you know, picking each other up, talking to each other, but just really a unique and just awesome friendship uh, that they have as brothers and you know to think that they've been on the same team they've competed with each other obviously against each other right you know you're fighting for you know shots and minutes and whatever it might be here in Charlotte but the way they are able to handle it it just shows how close they are as a family and as brothers but you know as you mentioned maybe you know going their separate ways is going to be better for both of them and I think it is you know see what Caleb's done now Miami's had a great season and Cody too. So I think it's the right move, but there was concern early on when they were you know, going to be split up. How's this going to affect them? How's, how's Cody going to be without Caleb? And I remember talking to Cody early on in the season and he was like, it's weird. It's tough, you know, but we'll be fine. We'll get through this. We'll adjust. And, and, and they did. And he did especially, but there was a little concern because, you know, their entire lives, they have been on the same team together and they, you know, were that close and picked each other up and all those things. So, very happy for both of them that they both had success you know being apart for the first time
0: and we we got somewhat close to uh, having a Cody versus Caleb playoff series, Hornets versus Heat. That would have been fun, uh, but maybe something to look forward to in the future. Uh, they do do everything uh, alike, even even this season. Uh, it seemed like they were coordinating haircuts to win. Either Caleb was going to be up here in Charlotte, or Cody would be down in Miami. And when they got hurt, they both had the same Achilles injury on the same leg at the same time, despite not being on the same team.
2: <laughs> I mean. Yeah, yeah. Some of it's a little too ironic. I'm like, how is this even possible, guys? You know, but but, it, but it's true. You're right. <laughs> they had the Same injury at the same time. That was something else. Uh, but you got to love it, man, because they're great guys uh, and you can't help but, but want to see them be successful and do well. Uh, and, and we're seeing it for both of them.
0: Uh, In terms of moving forward, Cody has wrapped up his rookie contract. There is certainly some uncertainty in the future on where his basketball future will be. I know from a media perspective, working with him, uh, it's been nothing but a pleasure. And I so enjoyed it and am rooting for nothing but the best for him and Caleb, quite frankly. and would love to see him back here. But as we were talking about earlier, he has established himself now in the league. That was not a given going into this year. He's clearly established now. The future is looking very bright right? What are your thoughts on the potential long-term or future marriage between the Hornets and Cody Martin and what he could continue to bring to the franchise?
2: Well, I think the Hornets would love to, to keep Cody here. You know, the question is, you know, like you said, coming off the rookie contract, you know, Cody making, you know, under $2 million was a bargain uh, and that's not going to happen next season and there on. So I, I think like we talked about with some other players, I mean, it's going to come down to the number, you know, what what is the market value for Cody across the NBA? And are the Hornets going to be able to, to pay that, right? So that's a question I would assume that Cody wants to come back here, being from North Carolina. So I, I think the big question is going to be the number, and I would expect a lot of other teams to have interest in a player like Cody Martin, as we mentioned you know why earlier so it'll be interesting I think a lot will depend on maybe the draft and some other offseason moves and kind of what happens to this roster but I think overall Cody has put enough body of work together uh, to demand some interest from other teams and I would expect the Hornets to, to make a run to try to keep him there too.
0: These are the kinds of issues that you want to have. You you want to be so good at drafting, not just when you have a lottery pick like LaMelo Ball, or, but deep in the second round that you get guys into the program that become solid contributors in the NBA that other teams want. And we saw it a season ago with Devontae Graham. That ended up netting the Hornets an additional first-round pick. And as much as we love Devontae and, and miss him as a person and player here in Charlotte, it worked out great for him. He got a big payday and he's uh, part of a playoff roster now. So we want the best for Cody, certainly, um, but these are the kinds of difficulties, if you will, that you like to have as a front office. You like to be burdened with so many good players that you can't afford to pay them all, and other teams are willing to pay you in a certain respect to take them off your hands.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a reflection on making the right picks, you know, with the Hornets front office. And Mitch Kupchak has done some great drafting and and found some steals and some gems in the second round with the Martin brothers, obviously, and Devontae and, you know, what we've done over the last couple years. And also a credit to the the coaches for developing the talent and helping these guys, you know, improve and teaching them how they can be successful in the NBA.
0: Well, we're wishing nothing but the best for Cody Martin moving forward. Again, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. We hope that uh, whatever it is, it's best for him and if it's here in Charlotte, we would not complain in the slightest because he had a great, great run here over the last three seasons and would love to see it continue if that's the way it works out. But uh, Cody Martin, an outstanding third season in the NBA and uh, we're looking forward to the future for him and the team. Matt Carroll, as always, thank you for joining us here on the Hornets-Hivecast and we'll talk to you more throughout the next couple weeks about some more of the players, some with longer runways in terms of their contract situation here with
2: Charlotte. Sounds great, Sam. Always fun. Thank you.
0: And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. We will continue with our player profile series two a week from this point on all the way up to the draft. Uh, We'll continue that in the next couple of days. Till next time, for our guest today, 10-year NBA veteran Matt Carroll and our producer Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast.